Adversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life, never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perella, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. Welcome back, No Snooze Podcast, episode 149. As always, I'm in the booth with the big three. Michael, the show Pirelli, Claudio, the voice, Valenzuela, and I am Dave, the body, a.k.a. the mountain, Regina. So funny story. There's some some young gym guys uh, that go to level, and um, they have nicknames for everybody. And I just found out. They didn't tell me about this. Somebody else told me. Um but they have nicknames literally for every person that walks in, and mine is the mountain. Wow. Yeah. That, I mean, could have went a lot of different ways, but I'd be very happy with the mountain. <laughs> How old is a young guy these days? Uh, I'd say uh, 20 to 22 years old. Wow. So street cred. Street, yeah, absolutely. I am so out of touch with everything. Like everything. Yeah. Lingo. That's who's hot too. right now. Music. Cheddar. Yep. You know, cheddar? hairdos. What's cheddar? Is that money? It's hair. It's oh. hair. All right. Anyway, um, but yeah, you know, we Cheddar's were- Cheddar's hair? Wait, what? You're, yeah. the, you're the mountain, so I must be you the You see mold. what people from Greenwich talk about? What? Michael thinks that cheddar is uh, hair? It's hair. All That's right. what the people oh, call cheddar. Done. If you have cheddar, they're not talking about your hair, Michael. Hair. What? And moolah. And money. And money. Okay, all right. Good. Well, usually the hair relates to the money. What? It's like a money tree, but in your head. Okay, all right. Uh <laughs> I, w- I was just saying, I look pretty skinny today. It's probably because I haven't eaten in nope. a while. Okay. Uh, may faint during this, but I had a energy drink, Alani New. Shout out Dana. I steal her energy drinks. The number one geared towards women. Drink, right? Yeah. Geared towards women, <laughs> but delicious yeah. nonetheless. It's probably killing all of your natural testosterone levels and yes. raising your estrogen through Which the explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I've been emotional recklessly. Yeah. Um, but no, looking skinny today, feeling good in the plaid, the uh-huh. gingham, if you will. Oh, okay. So gingham, if you will. Before, oh, gingham. Gingham. Do you know gingham? Gingham you know is, a, is a candle at uh, Bath and Body Works. Great scent. What? Yes, gingham. Uh, there was a comment back in the day. It was like, yeah, I really love your episodes, but I wish you wouldn't be rambling when you start off. <laughs> and if you're still listening, you're welcome, because yes. this is one of the Wait, best. Wait, okay. So, uh, listen, I'm usually a um, f- photographic guy. Is that the word? That's that's a bold Photographic statement. guy? Uh, no. So I am not because no? you can't capture perfection. Okay. Okay. All right. right. But right, honestly, so me, when I usually, when I take pictures, typically, and I'm not being cocky, I'm just being honest here. Here we typically, go. Typically, I'm like, oh, all right. Like, I look pretty good. Like my, you know, I'm happy with my physique. Do you stand in the front frame or do you try to go in the back? It doesn't really matter. You're always my, in the front. My angles are pretty. Like. I feel you know, like you're always in an angle. You always good. have the arm out. So anyway, you know, we had a great, great weekend. Um, we were actually local in Stanford, so shout out to Azodi's 19th Hole. Good spot. Uh, that's a good spot. We uh, we did a little outdoor uh, bar area for Pat, my were sister's heckling boyfriend's people? 30th birthday. Were you heckling yeah, people? Yeah, they were on the tee. I mean, yeah. Callie were like, call, call, call. And everyone's like, what, what is that? Is that an animal going by? Yeah. Um, so that was a great time. Then we went over to uh, Beer Garden. Another great time. I mean, the ambiance is incredible, right? Genius business plan. Yeah. So it was Mother's Day too. Shout out to all the moms in this uh, in this beautiful world. But I wore a nice. Uh, I, I don't know. I stripes going across. So those are horizontal stripes, right? Usually not flattering. Uh, okay. Well, now we're on to something. So typically, my go-to when I put an outfit on, I go to Callie and I say, "Cal, how does Dally look?" And she says, "Fire." Ninety percent of the time. That's cute. 90% of the time. She heard me say that once to like a pair of shoes that I had, and now everything is fire. Yeah. So I come out and I say, Cal, how does Dally look? She said, No. Wow. I don't like it. She got the eyes. Yo, like, no. And I was like, Really? She said, No, but you smell good though. Oh, that's nice. But it was a nice compliment. But I'm thinking, like, ah, she's three. Like, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Yeah. So I go to the mirror. I look, stand in the side. I'm like, I'm lit. Like, this is a good shirt. Yeah. HM, 17 bucks. I was happy. It's not like a. A, f- uh, a really fitted shirt. That's a Frank Pirelli move right there, throwing out the price. Yeah, yeah. Saying like it, you got a nice deal. Yeah, a nice deal. You know, it, it, was, it was good. Um, nice, uh, lightweight cotton, but a, a, a sturdy shirt, right? So we take pictures for Mother's Day, and I was mortified. Like, I've never seen myself look like this in my entire life. Um, 
and, and you be the judge and don't, tell me if I'm exaggerating or not. First of all, I look like a, a boxed whale. Literally, look at this. This is a box. <laughs> you know what it is? It's Give a live reaction, please, please, please. You look like me. <laughs> please, I will. I'll, we'll put it up on the um, on the episode so you and can see. You know what the problem is? Mm. All of your uh, significant others that are there, small, right? You're big. You're big. My significant others. First of all, let's be clear about family. that. My brother, my yeah, sister, my mom. Okay, all right, all right. Those are significant people. Oh, no? okay, okay, yeah. You're big. You big boy, dude. No, but I look bad, big. Well, that shirt is not very form fitting, and I I don't think I've ever seen you in a baggy shirt. I, people, everybody was saying that, but the the comments. First of all, people are very ballsy. These it days. it is very boxy. It goes right down from the pecs, straight down. <laughs> Yo, it looks dude, like you're tucking. CV, you got to see this thing. Look, let me show. I don't think it's a terrible look. It's uh, not your best. No, it's Michael. Michael, be honest. So literally, this is gonna be the cover for the episode. <laughs> no, no, no. So we start. Look, CV. You look like the big plateau. I know. Right? Look huge, at least 350 right here, right? Uh, yeah, hmm, rough. So anyway, then <laughs> I send the text message to Matt and Danielle and my mom. I say, Ma, I love you forever. I'm actually going to post this because this is about you, but I look like awful. I am I'm literally petrified of this, of this uh, shirt. Okay. So they respond back. They're like, laugh my ass off. This is hilarious. Like, you know, we actually like the shirt, blah, blah, blah. So then I respond back to them while I'm driving. And I said, what shirt? The one that's on I-95, question mark. And I took it off and I started wearing my wife beater for the rest of the day. <laughs> Did you really throw it out the window? Uh, no, I didn't. But I, <laughs> I can see you doing that. Yeah, absolutely. But man, I, can, oh, I can't really remember the last time that I felt like that. And, and I don't know, is that like a normal thing that people feel if they don't like the way that they look? I'll tell you one thing, all right? You're hitting me, you're hitting me with a nerve here. Okay. You're hitting a nerve. What? Dana purchased me a bunch of beautiful shirts from J. Crew. Big okay. J. Crew fan. Okay. Very yes, understated. Very nice, very nice. No logos. I don't like a lot of logos, mm -hmm. which is funny because that's all I do. <laughs> Michael that's all logo do, right? That's all I do is promote <laughs> logos. Uh, so beautiful shirts. Good. Like, you know when you wear them for the first time yep. and they haven't shrunk at all yet mm -hmm. and it's just form fitting? You're like, wow, this is, it's close, but it fits perfect. Mm. So come to find out they're all large. Tall guy, six two, six two and a half on a good day, mm -hmm. and uh, they all became untucked, very short shirts, Ooh, more belly shirts, sleeves to about here. After you washed them, yeah, <laughs> sleeves to about here, about to here. So I, I snuck by and folded the sleeves like I do here. This shirt actually is nice and form fitting, but nothing more frustrating than having a nice outfit picked out and then, and then you ruined. put it on, and it just doesn't translate. I agree, right? Yep. And then you're like, I could tuck in the shirt and get away with this. But then the the slightest, you know, the slightest yep. move, all of a sudden it's untucked. That's why you're supposed to dry clean those shirts, probably. Yeah, but in general, even if you dry clean, they will shrink. They shrink? Yeah, they shrink. Yeah, no, that is frustrating. So I agree. now I'm like, all right, well, I'm rocking with LTs, you know, because I'm a, I'm a large. If I get an XL, it fits lengthwise, probably but looks then like it's that. boxy. Probably it's looks boxy like that like guy. you. Mr. Box over here, the box troll. The uh, big cardboard, movie, if you will. The big cardboard, the big flat. <laughs> Yo. Um, so, yeah, I, I, part of the initiative this year and all years is have the glow up. Get the get the clothing lined up. Sure. I found polos I like that finally fit. They have good length. Okay. I'm a guy who likes to talk yep. and let you know I mean business mm -hmm. in case you want to talk real estate. That's right. I'm tucked. Okay. I'm not sloppy, right? Yeah. I got that. Wolf of Wall Street, getting off the yacht, white polo tucked into blue pants, nice loafers. That, I, That's the that, look that, this That year. looks beautiful. What about Untuck It? Do you like Untuck I It? I don't like Untuck no, It. No. Apparently, it's like the perfect size to where you're, you're can, you can get away with not tucking your shirt in. I don't do it because I always just tuck my shirt in. I, I, as I get older, Big tuck uh, more vari variables bother me. Yeah. Right? If I can stay situated yeah, you gotta keep and the, tight, keep the rolls exactly. The rolls you can't out of have the, way. the belly sneaking out. Or, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then what I also realized is I think why you and Frank do the flex of like, oh yeah, ten bucks at Marshalls or whatever, yeah, yeah. is because when you're in good shape, don't get a big head. <laughs> yo 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 yo. When you're in decent shape, <laughs> box shape. When you're in decent shape, like shape everything looks good. You're a human mannequin. When you're in shape, Bro. you feel good. Everything looks good. Did you just see the shirt that I had on? Not everything. Looks Not good. everything. Most looks things good. look good. So it's like, all right, well, let's tighten up, and then your clothes will follow. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Um, so I was proud because you know I wear tighter stuff most of the time because you know I just buy the XL, and the XL is like. 
pretty form fitting, right? Like this is not a. Uh, so you an XL, just a true XL. True XL. But See, like, look, the shirts, the yeah, polos. I'm right? a tweener. Yeah. Like they just fit nice. Yeah. So I bought the XL, but it was a loose fit. Yeah. We, but I had my uh, my pants, which are also like a little tighter pants, right? Yeah. The jeans. So I think the the box the combination with, yeah, yeah the combo with the with the form-fitting jeans then the boxy shirt it's not but it. some hipsters get away with that i, I don't think that like kind of look like a blimp dude and no wonder why everyone was looking at i me. think the mistake there was um not tucking <laughs> no i can't tuck I mean, it I'm, in. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying because oh yeah because everything it could be big here and you would your, still be able to your frame is a v yeah, not a box yeah. like Michael about a you know, you know, you like a whole bunch the, of little boxes. That sure would debate. But, yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's what I'm saying. When you don't tuck in, <laughs> gravity is going to go straight down. You know what I'm going to do? I was thinking about your, it's not your, a shirt. your look looked like my calf, but <laughs> I'm seeing peaks of brilliance. Listen, I'm seeing peaks of brilliance. Wow. Oh, hey, I see you, Mr. Jump Rope over I, here. Every I see you. every five ten minutes, I get in between. Yeah, I'm, jump, I'm hopping around like a bunny. You know what I might do? I might become the new poster boy for who? Post that as my before picture. <laughs> not it's even a shirt off. That, it's shirt gonna off. be. It's gonna be a the same <laughs> shirt. Just literally. And that's gonna be the uh, the what the twenty percent uh, yep. challenge. Exactly. Exactly. See Look, I went from twenty five percent down down to five percent. You should do fit to fat. Four days or fat to fit to fat. But I just I just did. I put a shirt on and like I look fat. That's yeah, cheating. That's nah. a cheating <laughs> move. That's not a real fit to oh, fit. So to fat. now I, I'm really gonna honestly listen to um to Callie Michelle a little bit more. Yeah. She probably saw it. Good. She probably saw it from right from the jump. She good was like, Oh, man, Blow nothing over. like a good outfit to yeah. <sighs> to your point, my philosophy again. Once I get to something I like that fits, I stick with it. Yes, me. Too. I don't. I don't. J. Crew, your clothes fit me well. Yep. I'm rocking with you. Suit supply, I love you. Little expensive for two kids, <laughs> right? A little expensive. One for kid with was two okay. Kids. Two kids. Eh. I'm still using the pants and whatnot, yeah. but uh, I think I'm Mr. J. Crew from now on. I see. J. Crew is a nice, nice brand, man. They got everything. They got a couple dress shirts. Mm -hmm. I got a couple casual wear. I got the polos. Yeah. I just want. I, I just don't want to think so much when I get dressed in the morning, and I want to look consistent. Mm -hmm. I want every time to see me like, wow, he's put together pretty well. I think so. I, I think you are, Nah, I've been sloppy the last couple of years because I've been <laughs> I've been scrambling. I've been scrambling. You know? like a scrambled egg out here. That's <laughs> the big scramble. Scrambling. I see you. I want like Doug Funny type closet. I want to look and be like, oh, white shirt, white shirt, white shirt. White, white is polo, great too. White polo. I I literally just bought four white uh, button downs. And um, why is it great? I know because why. you bleach them. No, no, no. But no. also in addition to why. Was it due to the skin? Oh, it makes you look a little tanner. You know, my and when you live on a lake, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, so, you know, Mike, these days the weather is is tremendous. Yeah. So if you're looking for me, just know I'll be on a float by the lake, mm -hmm. smoking a stogie and eating a lot of steak. That's my tagline for the summer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what just, a tagline. Just killed them. Just what a tagline. Them. But literally every day. So before the before the podcast starts, typically my my routine as part of it is I go to my camera roll and I see if there's anything like significant from the week that like week is a is a worthy talking point or something that you know is funny or a story me looking like a house you know one of those types of things pretty good one right so every single picture is like me with a cigar me with a bucket hat on me eating a steak me on the lake um yesterday I, I was pretty handy by the way you guys would be proud so I'm on the board uh for the lake Right. Uh, I was gonna say you well, are like, bored with that outfit. <laughs> I am. I'm shaped like a board, and now I live on the lake. So I joined the actual board for the lake. And every year they have to um, set the you know the dock that you jump off of. Yeah. Right. So that has to be set because in the winter time it floats Shits. away. Yeah. And then the outline of the actual swim area that the lifeguards patrol. Is that do lifeguards patrol? Are you Are you gonna be a lifeguard? Monitor that the lifeguard monitor. Lifeguard? Yeah, yeah. I hired myself at ninety-seven dollars an hour, the highest-paid lifeguard Sick. ever. Um, <laughs> Someone's drowning. No, yeah, it's all right. I'm joking, but I hired Callie at ninety-seven dollars an hour, so <laughs> no corruption here. Sorry, I'm just kidding. All right. Um, so, so we, uh, you know, every year you have to do that to set the actual parameters for the for the lifeguards. So we decided, all right, like you know, we're gonna we're gonna do this. I do it with a a very fit seventy-year-old, mm. but this dude Arch, great name by the way, right? He's living life. He's a uh, retired administrator in a school. He plays in a 70-plus travel basketball league. Love but it. I'm talking travel Portugal, travel Spain, like really good competition. 
right? So it's me, him, and then my guy Russ. So it's the three of us. Russ is a really good. Uh, he's a he's a good lake athlete. Like my man can get on a paddleboard. My box shape doesn't really work on these paddleboard just things. Sinks. Yeah, it just doesn't work. Um, so I'm like in the rowboat, and we're trying like not to go in the water because it's a little chilly still, right? Soft. Um, <clears throat> so <clears throat> I thought you do cold plunges. Soft. Yeah, cold plunges. Isn't that the same thing? This is not as cold as a cold plunge I cold by any means. This weekend, did you? Yeah, in the pool. Oh, it was cold. All right. It's real um, cold. So, you know, we, we power wash the, uh, the dock. It's great. We start attaching the lines. Cool. Now it's like time to wrap everything up. And Arch, he just didn't really want to get in the water. So I'm like, no problem. I got you. So I come out on the rowboat, right? It's like, and honestly, some smooth strokes to get there too. And it was only like about 10 of them. So it wasn't that far. But when you jump off this dock, you can't really touch the bottom. So then as I get closer, I'm like, this thing is a little shaky. Like I'm kind of shaking it myself, this robo. So when this man gets in, it's probably not going to be good. So he puts one foot in and he's standing on the dock and then he goes, oh, that's my bad hamstring because he was telling me that his hammy was hurting a little bit. So then I'm like, oh boy, this is Here not going to be good. So then I'm I'm thinking to myself, I know that if I'm on the left side of this rowboat, my man needs to get over to the right side as quick as possible. Oh, I said, you know what? Let me shift to the middle while this is happening. Yeah. So sure enough, he comes in, but he couldn't he couldn't get his leg, I guess, over to the right side. So we literally he 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 uh, puts his other foot in the water. Boom! Capsized the boat. Uh, but now the boat is a heavy. It's a heavy metal rowboat, right? My shins got smashed <laughs> oh. by this thing. And him too. Yeah. But he's 70 some years old. So I, I was a little concerned. And he got out of the water way faster than I did because I was I was hurting. Yeah. But it could have been really bad. So here I am trying to do something handy. So my point is, the I try rock. to be handy. The rock. Yeah, I try to be handy and look what happens. This is why you don't do this type of stuff. Just I don't just do robots. No, just, I don't do robots. Just hire somebody. Um, and I, I will say these guys are great, but they're always they're like you two. Right, they want to do every project. And they're like, "Oh yeah, we, we got to change out the backboard. No problem, we could do that." Oh, you got to change the toilet. Like we could do that on a Saturday. I know how my Saturdays are. I got you know, Callie Michelle got got swimming. Callie Michelle got dance. I want to go to the gym. I just don't have the time for that. Right. So I say, guys, I understand you like this stuff, but why don't we just hire a guy? Yeah, I know a go, guy. They go, that's genius. <laughs> and I'm like, are we? Are you shitting me here? Yeah, we're still talking about this. Yeah. So now we're hiring a uh, a maintenance guy. So if either of you are looking for work, um, it's just going to be ten consistent hours per week, pro- approximately thirty dollars. Kind of light maintenance, light maintenance, putting a backboard together. Mm. Um, I don't get a, on ladders. Putting the toilet in, um, cleaning up some uh, you know some leaves here and there, mm. light landscaping, you know, light light maintenance work. I only do heavy Nothing work. Nothing crazy. Only heavy yeah. work. I got a nice little summer gig if you're looking. You want pizza oven? Yeah, you're late. Nice too. That'd be actually a good idea. You're welcome. It's a great (laughs) idea. Uh, so that's that's been my that's been my life so far, man. Lakes, stogies, falling off boats and uh, stakes. Yeah, I mean it sounds nice, Dave. You know, some of us are locked in our office with eighty degree weather outside trying to sell some real estate here. (laughs) No, but that's the that's the good thing though. I make it a point to even when I got to work at six o'clock, right? I'm like, well, the sun's not really setting till eight these days. It is. I'll take I'll take Callie down there literally for forty minutes. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's the best thing. It's a little bit of work getting there because you got to go home first. Oh, it's such a project. Take off the clothes. Callie wants to get right to the lake. Got to put her little bathing suit or her leggings on, bring yeah. down the toys. I pack a little Yeti with me every time. Um, so it is a little, you know, it's a thing, but it's worth it. Worth time. it. It's very hard for me to rationalize doing things now. Like we were going to hang out at uh, Phil and Lauren. And I'm going to just come over because we're not. By the time we get in the car, it's going to be 35 minutes. I'm going to yeah. be frustrated. It's going to ruin the whole thing. Yep. We'll just order out. I'll make margaritas. Come on over. Boom. So that has uh, reignited. Well, it never fell out, but basically keeps keeps me motivated to keep getting the the outside situated. Yes. Because I, I would love to park it and not move mm. and just have open door, revolving door. Yep. Mike in the area coming by. Come on over, bud. Fridge is full. Rita's are prepped. I don't care if you're outside and I'm inside working. Do whatever you want. I like it. I like it. Revolving I'm, door. Kind I'm, of the college. At, remember in college, oh, if you had the spot, people would just be just in, in and, and out. out. Yeah. Yep. I love that. I love people. I love seeing people checking in. Oh, you're in the area. Swing by. Have a soak on the on the uh, Hobart West. <laughs> you heard it here first. No Snips Podcast listeners. If you're looking for a summer place. Swing to by. Home, swing by. <laughs> swing by. My, my, my guy will take care of you over here. I was thinking about making the uh, the Bar Miguel a little studio. A little convertible Ooh, little studio. I see you. 
but I can't do that. No, I can't. too much. And no logos. We're not a logo guy anymore. No logos. Uh, yeah, update. It sounds like you're having a wonderful vacation of some sort. Vacation. You know? This what? isn't a vacation. Every day is a vacation. Life, life is a vacation. Life's vacation. Uh, we're we're in feast or famine mode here. There's <laughs> weeks where nothing's going on, and I'm like, am I not gonna sell a property for the next ten years? And then there's weeks like I can't sell this many properties. I'm gonna lose my mind. Yep. So it's tough. It's tough to manage. Um, I have to say the opportunities increasingly get more interesting, but there was a great quote. It says, when my, my wealth and body of knowledge increases, right? The shore of ignorance also increases. Mm. And I'm like, it's so true. Like as new challenges come up, I'm like, man, I know a lot of this, but there's a lot I don't know, you know, which has been, uh, keeping me on my toes. And uh, I've enjoyed it, but there's a lot of things in the pipeline that I'm working on that are another reach as far as knowledge and skill set and kind of uncharted territory. I'm, I keep going into the uncharted. Mm-hmm. I'm like, give me some stuff from, give me a nice condo to hit a home run with. You know, stop throwing me curveballs and knuckleballs. One, I love that analogy. That's big time right there. Well, I didn't come um, up. No, no, I stole. But it from you did. You, you heard it here first. No, this podcast. <laughs> Dave Regina actually yeah, said, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, but I think that's life, right? Like, I think life does that to you. And every new stage that you get to, you're still utilizing the old school, uh, the, the old skills that you've had along the way. But now I think you're just, you're not realizing that you're at another level because it's happening, you know, maybe it's it's not happening as quick as you want. But the reality is you're you're a go-to guy for Greenwich Real Estate now, right? So, like, that, that condo that's just going to pop up m- might not be as likely anymore because... It's going to be houses, big-time houses. Well, your boy's traveling now. Did you see I was in Irvington? Yes, I did. Beautiful community. Yes. So my On thought, the water, right? Yeah, yeah. So my thought process is like, man, like i got to learn about these other communities because, A, they're competition. B, I'm going to have clients that want a portfolio throughout the counties. It doesn't mean I have to invest there, but to know the area, to get familiar with it, to be just what's the downside. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's time. Yes, it's effort. But – it's something I enjoy. So I'm like really enjoying kind of learning about all the uh, new Canaan, incredible community. Um, Mohegan Lake. Mohegan Lake. Okay. So I, I mean, yeah. I'm I'm taking on a lot right now, but I keep thinking to myself, man, I'm not getting any younger. This is my peak years. If I'm a basketball player from basically 32 to say 40 is probably my peak years of performance, right? Once you have 40, I'll probably scale back a little bit, maybe pull a Batman and disappear. Um, what is what is that? Pull a Batman. Yeah, well, uh, just kind of shutting all the accounts down and just retiring. Just being like, all right, I'm just gonna manage and do landscape work. I'm just gonna be a mason in my own house <laughs> and just you know. Yep. So it's uh, I have to say though, I've been very good most of the time. When five o'clock hits, if I can, obviously there's you know shoots or appointments that pop up, but from five to eight p.m. is uh, dad time. So when the kids get home at five, I'm making dinner. We have dinner. We go on a walk, we play, we wrestle, and then 8 o'clock bedtime, and then back to the office. So it's like, just because I have the excuse of, man, I got a lot of stuff I got to get mm-hmm. done, it's it's going to be there. When they go to sleep and yep. you're no longer stealing time from them, get to the office. Yeah. Yeah. Is it healthy? Maybe not. But in the short term, it's worth and it. It needs to be done. Yeah. So good. No, it sounds like you got a good balance, and it just sounds like it's a, um, you know, a, a heavier time these days. Yeah, it's all good stuff, though, mm-hmm. which I'm realizing. It's not like I'm not not enjoying it. When right. I'm in the office late night and right. I got the, the basketball in the background and yep. I'm knocking out reports, it's all stuff I still enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be able to do that and work these hours if I didn't still enjoy it, mm. which has been a good uh, reiteration of I'm in the right path. Yep. There's It's just challenging times as far as like getting it all done. Beautiful. I like it. Um, CV, let them know where you get this protein at, and then we'll jump right into it, baby. We wanted to take a quick second to let you guys know that we partnered with our good friends over at Orgain.com. We're happy to offer our listeners 30% off by entering the code NOSNOOZE30. Again, that's NOSNOOZE30 for 30% off your first order. If you're on the market for a new protein powder, nutritional shake, protein bar, or Mike's favorite, collagen peptides, Orgain is your one-stop shop. As all of you know, My Crohn's disease is currently in remission, and the only protein I use is from Orgain. My personal favorites are the chocolate peanut butter and the vanilla bean. With the code, you can try a two-pound tub for under $20. Talk about not snoozing. Go get yours today. Now, back to the epi. All right, 
Guys, if you have not checked out the last episode, episode 148 with Cordell the Gift Booker, um, a lot of traction on that episode and some great content in there, so go check that out. But I asked a question uh, to Cordell that ended up sparking a little bit uh, more thought in my own brain. And the question was on the lines of, um, you know, some advice that you would give to somebody younger or your younger self. And then I answered my own question that I asked him to give some context. And the answer was um, something in regards to patience, right? I wish that I could could have taught myself earlier the importance of patience and working through things and knowing that, you know what, as frustrating and down as you may get, if you keep putting in that action over time, you know, you'll begin to accomplish your goals. But as I was coming up, um, you know, I, I used to quit a lot, right? Like we've spoke about on this podcast many times. So that was a piece of advice that I gave. And it got me kind of starting to think. Then fast forward one day, I go to work um, and this young gentleman who is in college, his second year of college, he works part time with us. He calls me Mr. Dave. He comes in and he says, Mr. Dave, I love that. I have a really good opportunity. Um, you know, I can go study abroad. What do you think about it? I said, wow, man, like that's one of my biggest regrets. Because, yeah, I had a great program through through Manhattanville that I could have gone wherever I wanted to go. Um, but because I was thinking of just the now moment right at that time and I wanted to work, I want to have my own apartment, this, that I ended up not doing not doing it. Um, so then I was like, wow, OK, like that's definitely advice that I would give to my younger self um, at, at that time. Right. And then I texted you like, hey, listen, this keeps coming up. You want to go back and forth on it. And I have like a couple things just personally and professionally. Uh, but I think it's it, I think it's a nice conversation to kind of kind of look at. And and I can't remember the last time that you're in something. The reality is we're, we're in our 30s now. Right. So we're not ancient artifacts, even though my grades tell you different. Um, but it's it's nice because these these lessons that we would have taught ourselves back then, they're still very applicable right now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, if you ever do want to study abroad, word on the street is Hobart East is becoming a little <laughs> Tuscany. So feel free to swing by and you get did your study taste abroad, of Italy. Right? I, uh, yeah, I'd studied abroad. I went out. I remember that. Don't repeat this. Secret time. No one's listening. 42 nights I was in Italy and traveled all over the place. I went out 42 nights. <sighs> and then I went to my teacher. Did I tell the story? My teacher lived above us in an apartment. Nice guy, younger dude, Mr. Bird. He's probably going to get fired from here. Mr. Bird? I went to the final, right? Pulled an all-nighter, went to the final, did not study. Went up to the front as soon as I got the test. And I said, Mr. Bird, you told me when we came to Italy, you need to experience Italy. School's fine. This is great. But you're here to experience Italy. And Mr. Bird, as you know, I experienced Italy. So please give me a C and pass me because I don't know anything on this test. I listened to your advice. I swear to God, he passed me. That's, and I was like, wow. Wow. I must have still been a little buzzed when I gave that speech. Yeah. But he literally was like blown away that I even would have the audacity to ask. <laughs> That's one of the best stories I ever heard. I didn't know that. I swear to God. That's an incredible story. Yeah. He, wow. and I mean, it helped that he come and yeah. hung out with us. Of course. But, uh, <laughs> he's probably yeah. like, yeah, yeah. No. He's probably like, damn, I was drinking these Stellas with these guys all 42 nights. So that was one experience in it. But then going back for the honeymoon and then the one year anniversary, it's to your point, studying abroad, I don't think it's ever a bad thing to experience another area of the mm -hmm. world, especially when it's so far away, mm -hmm. because then it makes you reevaluate everything you do. And is what's normal, you know, what should you, the hustle culture of the U S is great, but something clearly works in Italy. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why not adopt a little bit of what you like? Right. Right. So, Very good. um, but yeah, I mean, maybe some advice to myself would be like, maybe don't go out 42 nights in, <laughs> in Italy. No, hell no. That I, I would, I would, do I that have all to day. say I've made mistakes in my past and I've made some big F ups, but it's hard for me to look back and say, I wish I told myself something because I would say where I am today, I'm very proud of what I've kind of come to a conclusion in and my values. And I think if I didn't make the mistakes or have an opinion like that was so the other way at points, mm. I don't think I would be here. Yeah. Like if I said to myself, all right, let's do real estate early, right? And get into that world. I don't know if I would have had the patience to stick it out and or the maturity to deal with the success once I got it. Right. Right. Like that's, that's big, yeah. I may have been in a position where if I did really well, I'd be a jerk mm -hmm. or like not have the right values because I have all this access. Yep. Whereas slow rolling it and getting a little more success 10 years in when I really grinded it out, really worked hard. 
my value was there. Like I really earned it mm -hmm. where then when I earned it, I didn't want to waste it. And I want to invest in things and people and family and things that like actually matter. Yeah. Was if you, if I was successful at 22, I may be the guy with the Lambo, like, and then driven it like off, you know, yeah. who knows what would have happened. Very true. Um, you said a word, uh, mistakes, which was something that that I definitely you heard stakes. And you're like, I'd love stakes, one. Yeah, yeah. Porterhouse, please. Um, well, definitely something that I thought about. Um, but not wait. I I wish that I could have done this. And even now, right? Don't wait to learn from your own mistakes, right? You could, I mean, with technology these days, you could watch, listen, read, learn about other people's mistakes. You yeah. don't have to make them, right? And especially when it comes it's to, hard though, it is very hard. Yeah, but. If I took that concept, I think I would have saved myself so much frustration. Yeah. Right? Not so much the failures, because failures, you know, the businesses that failed for me that we spoke about many times, I do think that I had to go through that. But I'm just talking about, like, bad decisions that you knew back then were bad decisions, right? Yeah. And you've heard stories, you've heard your family members, you've read a book, you have saw a movie, you knew what was going to happen, yeah. and you still did it anyway. Yeah. You know, and it is part of life lessons, but, like, we really don't have to do that. You don't have to, <laughs> you know? but, yeah. Um, yeah. And whereas now, like, even in business, you know, I take it very seriously where, you know, I've, I model certain individuals in my life, and if there's something that I'm going after that has already been done and there's been a big mistake that I read about, with this individual, I'm not doing the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm going to take a different approach. Yeah. So it's just, it got, got me thinking for sure. My, I think my big, like if I saw my younger self and we were just sitting down like having a coffee or a beer, I think I would tell myself like, listen, there's a lot of stuff that's going to stress you out that you can't control. Don't stress about that. Don't mm. focus on that. Just focus on doing stuff, um, doing to the best of your ability and it'll all work out. Yeah. Because the journey's not done. But I look back on like, you know, even in college with businesses and stressing about this and stressing about that, it's healthy, but I probably could have saved myself a lot of worry and done a little more if I just kind of had that approach, which I didn't learn until I basically hit a breaking point in real estate. Yep. There was at one point, I don't even know what year it was, but I basically said to myself, like, listen, I'm either going to have a nervous breakdown or I'm going to figure out how to manage the stress. And then I kind of stumbled on the stoic approach to life, which is like, Control what you can control, and then everything else, um, you know, you can't stress about. You, it is what it is. And right. nothing's good or bad. It just mm -hmm. is. It just is. Um, no, well, well said. Um, I think this, this one now for me is probably my biggest one that I wish I would have learned, and I definitely apply it now, and I'm super conscious, you know, being a dad now as well. But uh, taking, the taking the time, excuse me, to, to really think about the words that are going to come out of my mouth. Because in the past, I was very fiery. You know, I had an upbringing where words really didn't matter much. You know, you apologize the next day, you keep it moving. Um, whereas now, I realize that that's not life, right? You can't just take words back. Words hurt people. Um, and you end up hurting people that you really care about the most. Um, so it's something that I'm super conscious of now. Still make that mistake at times. I'm not far from, from perfect, but I'm definitely aware of it. And I wish that I knew that much earlier in life. Uh, because it's big, you know, and you, and you could do a lot of damage to people. And um, also to, with that same point is even in business, right? Because that's, that's on a personal and professional level. Um, not having those conversations when you're visibly upset. Yeah. You know, when yeah. you're emotionally unstable in that moment. Letting it breathe. But it's so hard to do. It is. You know? Well, because you're, a, a, you're like to solve the problems. Oh. So when the problem arises, you can't just let it linger. Yeah, but I used to, I used to have. I mean, this is prior to, to therapy. But my go to would, I used to, I, w I would attack, right? Like I would, I would try to annihilate with words. Is that a defense mechanism? Yes, absolutely, a hundred percent. You know, I'll send you a bill. <laughs> thank you, thank you, uh, Miguel, my therapist. That's another profession, you know, possibly. It is. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Even the way you sit, my therapist. I'd be sits interrupting like that people. I'm like, that reminds me of the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So you're talking about uh, basically controlling anger. The um, the thing that resonates with me constantly, and I constantly think about, is especially in like a Greenwich when you're growing up, there's these avenues that you get pushed into. You know, you need you need to do this to then get the big job, to get the, the big house, to get to then get the car, to get you know 
a bigger house and um, you know, when you start a business, you need to be a big business. The whole goal of a business is to hire more and grow and grow. And I always took it as just a matter of fact, because I'm like, oh, these people are older. They know more than me. So why wouldn't I trust that? I was way too trusting of people's ideas and advice mm. when I was younger. And I just kind of took it as gospel and ran with it. When in reality, now, as I'm older, my first question is like, is that the best course of that? Like, is that mm. right? you know, is that right for me? I constantly on social media see like, hey, you know, I'm starting, especially in my profession, I'm starting a company. I want the company to grow exponentially. I want to have 10 people working for me. And in my head, I'm like, do, do you, do I, you know, or is that just what you say? Right. Because I think a lot of people go through life and, uh, and it's not wrong if you actually want to do that, if you really want to grow, but there's a consequence to doing that. Right. Right. Like there's a story of, a fisherman who's fishing on like a remote island or somewhere, and this commercial, uh, this businessman moves to the island, sees this guy fishing. He's like, "Oh, you do the best job. You get the best fish. It's always fresh. Like, why don't you buy a boat?" And the guy's like, uh, "Well, you know, I, I don't know. I don't really need to buy a boat. Like, I just like to go on the shore and fish. And um, I'm definitely butchering it, but I go on the shore and I fish, and you know, I have time with my family." And he's like, "Well." wouldn't you want to um, like make more money so you can do more for your family? He's like, I guess. And then he buys a boat and he starts working on the boat and then he works a little more because there's a higher cost. And then the businessman's like, oh, you, you're doing so good with one boat. Why don't you get five boats? And then you can hire other people to do the boats, right? And he's like, uh, all right, I guess I'll get five boats. So he hires five boats, starts to work even more. Last time in his family, doesn't actually fish as much because he's managing the five boats. And then ultimately, he's like, all right, well, why don't you sell the business? If you sell the business, you can spend time with your family and be on the shore fishing. And he's like, wait, isn't that where I started? <laughs> wow. And then the businessman, like, then, it, you know, whatever that yeah. story is, the theme of the story is sometime, sometimes people are doing all this stuff to spend time with the family when you could just spend time with the family. Right. Right? That's a good story. I think about that. Very good story. Because as I'm starting to get tempted to grow, I'm like... Do I want to grow in that way? Is it going to take me away from spending time with my family? Because ultimately, I'm doing all this to have more experiences with my family. Mm. So Full circle moment. Yeah. Pretty cool story. I, yeah. I would I would encourage people to listen to the real story because I don't know if that's the correct way <clears throat> to tell it. What do you even look for for that? But that's the gist. A fisherman a story? A fisherman, yeah. Like a philosophy. It's a philosophy story. Because then the question is, that's all great and a great experience, but would have him he been better? Because he would have had all that time with his kids, mm. all that time with his family. Less stressed. Too. Just doing the one thing very well mm. versus trying to create this big, like who really benefited the businessman? Yeah, you're right. I like that analogy. It's pretty good. It is. It was good. It's making me think. I'm about to leave here and go to the lake right now. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, going along with the with the same conversation from before, this, this one sounds a little deeper than it is, but... Um, you know, we go through things as as kids, young adults, where you're basically like, kind of kind of shy of, right? Or you're you're embarrassed of to. It's not something you share because you know there's a stigma attached to it. The situation with with my mom growing up. Um, I wish I had the ability to address those issues earlier, um, and being able to tell the story as fuel for myself versus allowing that story to hold me back, right? Um, and maybe it just what there's a time and a place, obviously. You know, if you're right in the thick of things, obviously when I'm in eighth, ninth grade, it's not the time to be discussing that stuff. But, you know, I could have definitely benefited from just my own mental um, being comfortable talking about those scars, maybe, or scars that you can't see, Um typically are the ones that will hurt you more than the ones that you can see, if that makes sense. It does. Right? And and being more comfortable for sure with the whole therapy process. It's so funny. I was talking to somebody who's an actual, clin clinically has a degree in, I think, psychology and something else with counseling. And I asked, I said, would you ever start a new relationship in therapy? And the answer was absolutely not. Wait, what do you mean new relationship like in therapy? Like if, if 
she were to start a new intimate relationship with somebody, yeah. her being in the field that she's in and doing the work that she does, would she start a new relationship in therapy? So I would think she would say yes. Wait, what do you say it again? I'm confused. Well, with therapy or in therapy? What are you saying? In therapy with the person. So if she, I'm sorry, I'm leaving some details out. Would you do counsel or a couple's therapy? Like, do you believe in counseling so much, right? That it's because I believe that there's a very healthy benefit gotcha. to counseling, right? Yeah. So I was talking to a professional in the field. Got it. And I said, if you were to jump into a new relationship with somebody, do you view it as a healthy thing to start the relationship in therapy? Got it. To avoid oh. potential issues yeah, yeah, moving yeah, forward, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I didn't. No, Really no, that makes sense. In my head, it was very clear because yeah, I yeah. had the conversation. Yeah. Uh, does that make sense now? Yep. But her answer was no, I'd rather not. And I'm like, well, why? And then, and then her response was, well, because I think there's a real stigma attached to therapy and maybe the other person might not be as comfortable to get in there and think that there's, there's issues that are associated with yeah. being in therapy. Yeah. But advice to my old self would be like, get over that. Right. Like it's OK to talk to somebody who's a, a professional about that stuff. So that is a perfect example of a good vice is like life is all about asking questions. Right. Mm, yes. And the right questions. Mm -hmm. You get a lot more done by asking questions. Yes. That's a great question. And like, a lot, a would lot you of recommend. Times, right. And then she said that and you're like, then why am I? <laughs> yeah. It made me feel weird. There's stuff like that that happens all the time to me where I'm like, then why would I, you know, like. If you're not, like you're doing, the why would I, life. you know, Yeah, <clears throat> I constantly am like, which is probably to my downfall. Cause sometimes I'll think like, instead of just doing stuff against the thumbs, I'll be like, why am I doing that? Yep. What, what's the, so yep. yeah, the, the therapy thing, I guess, even when we were growing up was very like looked down upon. <sighs> yes. Like the, the term, like you're crazy was like a very negative connotation, you know? Yes. So wait, what is your answer? Yes. I would Absolutely. Mike, um, yours? What? What was the question? Be comfortable. Be <laughs> comfortable in therapy in a relationship. Well, yeah. no. Would you start a new relationship by starting by starting in, in therapy? therapy? No, I would not because I think, and this you need buying from both people though. Well, me. no. I I think sometimes this can get me in trouble. I think sometimes there is an issue that's created by overdoing it. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not saying don't yeah. discuss things and go through things. But sometimes when you belabor something, you're trying to find issues. There's a scab there that will heal, yeah. and you keep reopening, right, and reopening, right, right. and reopening, and it becomes this. See, but I think I think also the the idea Very case of, by case the the idea of therapy is different for people, right? Yeah. So for me, my greatest um, it depends benefit, on the therapist too. My greatest benefit to therapy these days, and as an adult now is the accountability factor, Yeah. right? So I know, because I get a lot of questions even about parenting and Cali, right? It's constantly in my head when a situation arises where I know I can pop off, I'm like, ah, got to report to Mike next week. Yeah. yeah. You know, so for me, that's what it does. It's an accountability factor for me. I don't go into therapy to like, well, what issues can I, you know, like yeah. solve? No, no, 100%. Week? No, so for me, it's dealing with a professional who's going to hold me accountable and say, listen, man, like that way you reacted to your three-year-old daughter probably not the best way to roll so I, but don't you um hold yourself accountable yeah absolutely but there's still a huge difference when you have a professional and i i tend to think that i hold myself uh extremely accountable right i take extreme ownership in most of the things that i do right. but there's also a big difference when the first question that a professional asks you right this is my routine we'll sit down we have a coffee the first thing he goes tell me about your week my brother you know so right there I tell them about the good things, but now I'm automatically in my head. I'm already no, I, I'm already aware of the things that I should have done better that week. Because you want to work on them. Y yes, correct. Yeah, I I think my thought process in all this is whatever works for you. Yes. If you find it productive, if you're, you're a couple and you find it productive, there's no judgment. I don't have an opinion on it. Like I won't think of anyone less mm -hmm. if they go to couples therapy. No, yeah. I won't think of anyone more if they don't. Like right. I don't think oh, it really course. matters. It's I, all... I agree. Uh, go ahead, CB. What do we got? Would you um? <clears throat> would it make a difference if if you're starting a new relationship? That's mm -hmm. where it all started, right? Would you? I guess look at it differently if the other person did not want to do what you want to do. Yeah, hundred percent. I wouldn't do it. I would absolutely. I would be open to right because everybody's everybody's uh, conception of therapy is different. I have found an outlet in it for yeah. me as a man uh, because you know the men in my life that I've been around. We typically, my dad is good with this. We typically don't talk about our feelings, and at first I was like that. Uh, whereas therapy has really opened me up 
to having a conversation with somebody that I trust that has no judgment, which is big, right? Like we we have the trust in each other, the three of us that we have conversations, but it's still different when you have somebody on the outside who's not really going to judge you regardless of what gets said. Yeah. Um, but if somebody was not comfortable, I, I, Mike had mentioned something that I think Dana did a good well, job with. Well, you think that they're not judging what I mean, yeah, but they, I don't know you from a hole in the wall besides right. the professional so, relationship. The three of us, for instance, mm -hmm. let's say we do judge, we're seeing each other regularly. Right. Whereas the the therapist, there's only you, see, you literally there's no friendship. You see them one time and you leave, and then you see them again probably the next week. Next right? week, but you but do they're that not for... they're not like oh well, let me go tell all my friends what a dummy this guy is. No, but and you if do he that. Does, you don't know about it because you're not in the right. same circles. You get what I'm saying? You kind of, but no, because think about even the closest people in your life. How often do you sit down with them for one hour per week and have a face-to-face -face conversation? That therapist, honestly, he brought of important stuff. You know too. what I'm saying? Of important stuff. Yeah, very rare. To where that therapist over the past five years has been probably knows the most about me uh, by by far. Uh, sends me, you know, a message on Callie's birthday. Will send me a message on my birthday. Merry Christmas. Does that? It's it's actually formed a real relationship. So you could judge all he wants, but when you're putting that consistent work in every single week for one hour or forty five minutes, whatever the session is, the consistency over time really becomes a relationship. But to finish my point, one thing that Mike had said that Dana did really well. Um, you know, Mike wasn't sold on the whole church thing. Dana just started going, right? Didn't you say Dana just yeah, started yeah. going with with Livy? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it made you kind of say like, oh, wow, like maybe I do want to be a part of this. Yeah. So that's how I would apply it to that relationship, right? If there was a new relationship or something like that um, where somebody didn't want to jump into therapy, I would still do the habit that I like. And then hopefully my experience could convert them if that's something that you wanted to do together. But if not, that's fine too. My personal opinion is I'm not a big fan of sharing feelings because they're not, for me, I haven't found it productive. Like in the last two years, I've been way more emotional and had more feelings because of lack of sleep. <laughs> I've had more feelings. Yeah, but like in, in a sense, overthinking things. Yes, yes. And for me, I'm much more productive, happy when mm -hmm. I don't talk about things. Right. When I'm just like, all right, that sucked. But I don't need to talk about it again. I think whatever works for you. Exactly. You Personally, know, that's what I found. Because Absolutely. I tried it. And <clears throat> even when I've talked to Dana a couple of times, I'm like, I don't enjoy this. Yeah. And it, this it doesn't help me. <laughs> Makes me feel worse yeah. versus me just get up and like do something, look forward, mm -hmm. you know? Yes, it sucks. I feel bad about what I did or whatever, whatever the talk is about. Or like I feel crappy today because I haven't slept, yeah. but it doesn't help me to acknowledge it. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, so for me, offloading though, doesn't make you feel a little bit better? No, I don't. I 100% so this does is that God's mean, honest truth. So does that mean, I don't you know, I don't know. I have issues. I'm uh, hopefully sure. I'm not proving the bear, <laughs> but does that mean that you're always on the, you're the always, always the one that makes the mistakes? So that's why you don't want to hear the things that you may have done done wrong. Because uh, when things yeah. are done wrong to you, yeah, you almost want to hear it from the other person because yeah, you feel he's good with that. He, yeah, he, I'm, no, I'm, 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 I mean, I'm I just say I'm good. I'm just saying, I, yeah, I mean, for I'm, somebody to not want to talk about feelings just because there's nothing product, yeah, productive yeah. going to come out of it, yeah, you're basically saying, all right, well, I'm going to punch you, and well, fine, well, I, I can get over it. Let's move on. What's the point in talking about well, it? Well, I'm not talking about like you an know, argument. But if somebody punches you, yeah, you're gonna be very, you're going to feel different. So that was a bad example. So I'm not, not you, me. So, um. Yes, like sometimes I get defensive for sure, and I want to just move on. But I'm talking more about just me internally, like not like like I'm mad at you or mad at this. I'm just like down today, right. and like I don't feel great, and I'm like, you know, my business isn't doing great today, or like I'm very negative. Yes. Sometimes when I acknowledge that, it makes worse. Yes, it's less with the relationship stuff for like people, right, right, right. Because that context. definitely you should talk. Uh, but through. also, I will, I will say this too. Even with um, just knowing Mike for the past fifteen, eighteen years, whatever it is, um, he is good with like giving other chances, right? Some people. So even though you might get defensive, if I mess up and I did something bad to Mike, right? Mike is not going to be somebody that's going to be like, all right, we'll sit down and admit your, your wrongdoings and tell me why you did it wrong and this and that. Whereas if I just mm -hmm. genuinely apologize to Mike, Dana might argue you're, that. <laughs> you're going to give me, an, well, that's you and your wife. That's yeah, yeah. But you're going to give me the benefit of the doubt and be like, you know what? I know you've been my boy for this long. Maybe you had a bad day. Like, let's just keep it moving. I try. Thank you. You know, you know I try. I try to, uh, I've been trying to give everyone the benefit of the doubt, like even myself sometimes, where mm -hmm. I'm like very critical of like, yeah. wow, you fell asleep. Like last night I tried to pull almost an all-nighter and get work done, and I fell asleep. Usually I'd wake up and be like, you idiot, like you're not going to get anything done. Now I'm like, it is what it is. You're exhausted. Like 
You're doing the best you can. Yep. If you if something doesn't come together because of it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're not trying. Yep. Right. Um. And for me, again, I'm just sharing my personal experience. The biggest thing for the for the therapy, I it took me a long time to want to the acknowledgement for me. I could t- I've always been the type to admit when I'm wrong, but I was not the type to understand why I was doing what I was doing. There's a big difference there, right? So, yeah. like, the acknowledgement piece, for me going to therapy, just telling you what I did wrong, that does nothing for me either. Yeah. It really doesn't. But when you – I'm a science guy in my head, right? Big science, if you will. I see When it. you can actually diagnose what it is that makes you do what you do and why you do what you do, that I become obsessed with that, right? And and one of the – a quote from – I mean, one of, one, a quote that I always think about is, hurt people hurt people. Right. Good quote. Um, whereas I had a lot of hurt in my own head. Um, just and, and it's this is not just from my upbringing and, and situation. Right. Like I used to do hurtful things to people because I never would acknowledge how I actually got there. So I was constantly in like attack mode, attack mode, attack mode. And now, honestly, with a daughter, I want nothing more than to be the opposite person of that. Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm intrigued with in therapy is like, all right, like, and this dude, he'll ask questions. Well, what did you feel when you said that? Right. And then you got to go back like, damn, what did I feel? And, and are you really going to sit there and be honest? Because I remember in that moment feeling like, oh, I want to slaughter you right now. Yeah. So now I'm going to say something that I probably don't mean, but I know that it's going to hurt your feelings, so I'm going to go right there. Yeah, yeah. And then he'll go into like some sort of science as to why that why that occurred, and that's the piece that I'm obsessed with. Yeah, which is great. You know, but it's definitely not just sit there and, well, well tell me how it feels today. Yeah, yeah. I happen to get yeah. lucky with a relationship in therapy that I found, a, I found the guy for me. Well, that's big, too. Because like like when people that. jump around, and, and a lot of people, they've taken my – my, I don't want to say advice, but you know, yeah, I guess it is advice. Um, where they go seek something in in terms of a therapist, and they do it like online, and they have a conversation with a stranger, and they're like, yeah, it didn't really do much. And the reality is, it it will take a good five months for somebody to really grasp your story. But you got to be consistent with it, right? This is not just a go to therapy session one, and now you're gonna just talk for forty five minutes, and you're gonna feel good. Yeah, yeah. No, it's an investment. It, it, it's a real investment. Yeah. Um, and I've done it over time to be able to speak on the benefits of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I, I enough take therapy it. talk. No. Don't, don't go to therapy. <laughs> yeah. I think with the good ones, like anything, people who do it well, it makes a lot of sense. There's probably a lot of bad ones, mm-hmm. right? Yep. That are incentivized to just keep you talking, not really doing anything. Yep. So that's why there's probably a negative connotation with a lot of it. In any, you know, that's mm-hmm. for everything. Always think to yourself, like, all right, well, you know, is this the right fit? And whatever help you're trying to get, do I jive with this person? Do I trust that? Trust yep. is big. You trust them probably so, so much that it makes it easier. So yep. kudos to you. I mean, I give you credit. No. It's a, no. Anyone who does there, I give a lot of credit to even have the balls to go out and do that. Mm-hmm. Because I don't even know if I could. Like, if someone if someone asked me, like, dark, like, not dark deep deep questions i don't even know if i'd be honest with them to be honest right yeah because there's a part of me that's like well that's my internal why should you know you don't know you know that defense yes but that's why it takes time to get there yeah you know um one thing that i would say to my my current self honestly and i was thinking about this too i was like the mountain or the box which one (laughs) the boxy mountain if you will (laughs) (laughs) um not the rocky mountain the, the boxy mountain um you know, I'm always want. I, I do always want to be in this this positive mindset, and this is going to conflict with something that I'm going to say later as well, which is funny. I like doing that all the time. Um, right in my alley. But I think I catch myself overthinking a lot, and I want to constantly remind myself. And this podcast will be a good reminder when I go listen back to episode 149. No, no snooze podcast. Go like subscribe. Right. No snooze. <laughs> um, to not think too much, and that sometimes it's okay. To not be okay. You don't have to fix everything right away, Dave. This is me talking to myself. Right? I figured like, that out. When things... you said Dave, I was like, that's yeah, probably not for me. Uh, well, you look like me these days, so, you know, oh. like a, the, the, the little box, if you will. I was the pre. <laughs> yeah, you know? the pre-box. Like, I'm the base that you pick when you make a character, and yes. then that's the maximum like. But, but you know, for me, I, I'm, I just want to fix everything. I want everything to be good, and like, boom, let's be this positive go-getter 
progressive guy. You've done this. Now it's time to do this. Take this leap. Do that business. Jump here. Go jump in the lake. Do that. Whereas some days it's okay to just wake up and be like, nah, you know, I do feel a little crummy today. And it's okay. Like, it's not that big of a deal because sometimes now I catch myself like, all right, well, why am I feeling this way? What happened that, you know, now I'm down in the dumps and it's just okay, man. You got a lot going on in your life. You got a kid, you got a, a career that's pulling you in a million directions, right? You got, you got different people pulling you all over the place, your family dynamic, your friends, this, that, just like everybody has. So it's okay to not be okay. Shouldn't happen all the time though, but yeah, you know, it's good stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah. CV, curious. What would you what would you uh tell yourself, the young, the young Claudito beats, if you will? <laughs> Need your microphone. Wah, wah, wah. Are you pissed that you <laughs> asked the question? Where's your camera, man? Come on, show us yeah. the show us the 4K. So um You have a camera on you or no? What advice would I give myself to be more persistent on the no when you ask me to do no snooze? Oh, <laughs> I knew that was coming. Wow. wow. <laughs> it's right in the name too. You to should, uh, no. Um yeah, I don't know. Patience is something that I've always struggled with. It's hard. So, yeah. Yeah. It's hard. And I was kind of like that, like that fiery, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I don't really, I don't know. That's probably one that I would, probably the biggest one. You know, I'm very um, impulsive. Was very worse, more impulsive. And um, yeah, patience is probably the best one. It's probably a good one for all guys in general. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, everyone in general. Yes, everybody. Yeah. Hmm. What's another good one? I, I, go ahead. So just like I, so here's a here's a mindset that really clicked and really helps me kind of stay like it's a good word less grudgy with things and like not holding on to any type of like anger or negativity towards people. Oof, that's a good one. This is the this is what I would tell my I struggle self, with that. is like listen, you are your own world. You know all your problems, all your issues, all the strain, stresses. Everyone has stuff going on. Like that someone is the someone that you think wronged you when mm. in reality they weren't even thinking about you because they have so much going on. Let's right? talk about that. Well, I, that's, it's that's, good. That's, because, a, that's like, a big one. In anything, in, in, in personal life, real estate, like just because you lose a listing and someone goes with someone else doesn't mean they're bad people. How know? do you work on that though? How do you work on Because I constantly think I, I, I do the exercise grudges. of like I put myself in their shoes. I'm like, all right, well, you know, property hasn't sold. You know, there's I'm a small firm. There's a big firm out there. Why not try? But I think a lot of that feeling, the root of that feeling. Yeah. I think it's kind of a learned behavior from like a trauma, like from youth. You know, and maybe not for you, because obviously you maybe never. I wouldn't went say through trauma, that. but like experience. I mean, that's trauma. Whenever I mean, it manifests itself when you become older. Yeah. Um, the little things, and it usually comes from trauma. Like, yeah. and, and it doesn't trauma does not mean I got punched in the face. Yeah. Trauma could just mean like the way I was raised. Yeah, trauma the way could be you like things. the way that you moved around. Yeah. Trauma. So like you know, like I think if you well, your initial instinct for everything is like they did that intentionally, right? right. For everything. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like if the delivery person's late. You're like they're fucking with me. That's yeah. not so. That's not the question. The question yeah, really is how like, do you get there? Well, no, the, the grudging part, right? Right. Because yeah, the grudging yeah. part is like after. So Practice. the initial, hundred percent. The initial is oh well, they did it on purpose, right? But then yes. how quickly you're able to get over that really speaks to how deep that trauma is within you. I guess. So this is the process. Um, I didn't get invited to this event, mm -hmm. right? And I'm like, why didn't I get invited to this event? Then you're like, all right, well, if I'm the guy organizing it, there's 400 people going to this thing. Is there a chance they didn't even think? Right. You're right? speaking of the rational side, right? But, but this, I'm telling right. you the process, right? And then I'm like, all right, if they didn't think, like, you know, if I was them and I forgot to invite X, would I want them to be pissed off at me? Right. And, like, if he doesn't know that I'm upset by this, mm -hmm. then who am I hurting by holding a grudge? Yep. Right? I think when you're damaged, right, when you're damaged yourself, you have that thought process that people are out to get you and yeah, i'm speaking yeah. on myself right like when i am in a bad place i automatically assume that people are doing things intentionally when what mike is saying is is very true they're probably not even thinking about you right and but even also if for are, you for you you had lost your dog over a year ago now right 
you were in a you were in a tough spot that you you shared, right? Now imagine if everybody around you had this mindset that Mike is talking about, where they just didn't even know what was going on, but they gave you the benefit of the doubt and treated you as if because you might have went off on somebody, you might have you might have attacked somebody, whether it was personally, professionally, because you've had so much going on in your life that you just didn't want to share with everybody, which I agree with 100%. Yeah, and there's a lot of things that I just don't share because of that too. But if everybody around us had this mindset, we were like, you know what? I'm just going to give this person the benefit of the doubt. Like maybe they're having a bad time in their life. And, the, and Mike's point is exactly right. You don't know the problems that are going on in yeah. other people's lives. Um, and it's a great mindset to have. And you get there and you get better by practicing it. And w right. what's the downside, right? If the person did do it intentionally, mm -hmm. then whatever. I don't want to go to your event anyway if you're doing that intentionally, right? right? If you didn't, then it's don't whatever. Get lost, man, in the camera work. But no, it's just uh, the the quote that always gets me is like uh, disdain or whatever, negativity or whatever you want to call it, grudges. The only person that hurts is people that hold it. It's like acid. The only thing that gets hurt is the container mm. of the negative. So listen, I don't disagree with what you're saying. Yeah. I think what you're saying is is spot on. And I think the way to approach it is I think you're on track. Um, all I'm saying is for some people, it's easier for others. 100%. Those that have 100%. more trauma, those that are more damaged, yep. those that have more like yep. baggage, right? It's it's harder to to get to that point where you're saying like, oh, let me look at it in a different perspective. That's yes. the whole point of holding the grudge. Yeah. Like I say, people that can get over things quickly, but are we some, actively you know, addressing those? Huh? Are we actively addressing it? Are we actively Did addressing them? How could you actively ad address something that you don't know that happens? No, happens? I'm saying like, are we actively addressing the, whether it's childhood traumas, whether it's traumas, wherever, the, the first issue is that has to be addressed, right? Because if not, then it's not going to be easy for anybody. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, so know, like yeah. how would you address it? How do you actively address like that? Going like going to a therapist? I mean, finding somebody that you can right. talk to for sure. Um, you know, and, and really addressing and having someone else. Yeah, but therapy is not accessible to everybody. I mean, if you live in a foreign country, maybe not, but no, no. I mean, financially, why oh, I mean, oh. when I'm talking about us, I'm talking about yeah, in yeah. general. So right, right. If if here if you We do have a lot this, of listeners in third world countries. If you so. <laughs> that's true. I'm serious. You know, <laughs> maybe, we, maybe they're not exactly. If we do hear this, like what can we do? You yeah. know what I mean? How do you kind of rid of some of that baggage to be able to get to that point where you can now be more objective and be and not hold that grudge. Everything is an action plan, right? Everything Ooh. in life. So well, a lot of it wastes your own. Time. I mean, but once there's an, an issue, you have to have a plan of attack to address it, right? So I mean, we've given many things. And I do think that everything that we talk about here is a part of this, right? Like coming up with healthy routines, right? What are you putting into your body that's gonna also make your mind feel better, right? Are you being active? Are you able to go out for a walk? And you know what? Okay, the next time that you get upset shut your mouth and go walk outside and get some sunlight, right? There's there's things that maybe Tactics. seem, yeah, they, they seem silly, but like, are we actually addressing the issues is what, that that's kind of what I was re referring to, you know? And when you find people that intentionally are like slighting you, I would argue that that's probably the best time to not hold a grudge because that pisses them off more. Yeah. I have a couple people that have literally been like bad mouthing me behind my back, this and that. And every time I see them, I'm very cordial because I'm like, that must drive them nuts. Right, right. That I don't care. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yes. Because they're probably like, I want to get a rise out of them. I want to be mad at me. Yeah. I want to not like me. They're trying to trying to create like a rival of some sort. That, and when you don't like it care, exist. it's just like <laughs> I'm not saying that like I'm holier than thou or whatever. I'm just saying for me, the best case scenario like isn't to start a war. Right. The best case scenario is just kind of ignore it and do yep. your thing. Big time. So I don't know. I like it. But that's also me just like not caring about a lot of things because I just don't have the bandwidth anymore to mm -hmm. like hold on to stuff. So it's an effort. Absolutely. Right. Like having all these like a hit list and stuff. <laughs> the hit list. It's hard because you got to remember who you dislike. Yeah. And you're like, oh, maybe if I dislike, I can't talk to him at this thing. But like yep. if you don't care, it's like, eh, whatever. Whatever. It is what it is. And people are going to talk negative no matter what you do. Mm -hmm. You're always going to upset someone. That's right. So it's like, who gives a shit? No. Which is not great. Um, and your true friends ahead. are the ones that give you the benefit of the doubt. When you slight someone mm -hmm. unintentionally, intentionally, whatever it is, when you have friends or you know family that actually get you, those are the ones that will stick around and give you the benefit of the doubt. The ones that don't show their true colors, and it is what it is. Right. You lose well, touch, and it's whatever. Gold came out today. It's true. I love this I mean, type I of stuff. I try, we're trying. Um, trying over here. Anything else before we jump into my favorite section? What's that? Dave's Dime of the Week. That's all I got. Dimes, dimes, dimes. 
This one, I'm talking to myself here. Don't right. wear boxy shirts. <laughs> that, yeah. Stay away from horizontal stripes. They make <laughs> you look absolutely terrible. No snooze. Um, not bad. So I, I constantly do this, and it's something I – so I did put it on Instagram as well. Um, but I uh, tend to – let me just get to the quote. All right. Learn to not make a big deal out of things that are not a big deal. Let it go for the sake of peace. So my father, right, he always, always, he asks the question, is it worth it? Is it worth it? And like at first I'm like, hell yeah, because I'm boiling. My blood is, is literally boiling. boiling, right? I'm boiled. So it's worth it for me to get it out, <laughs> go curse somebody out, because then I'm not going to boil anymore. But his response back to that would always be like, yeah, but are you a good person or not? I'd be like, all right, Dad. Like, I must drive you nuts. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, all right, fine, fine. But it's so true. And as you continue to, uh, you know, get these grays in your beard over and over again, with every life experience that happens, you you just got to learn, like, not everything is, is a big deal. We don't have to make a mountain, if you will, out of a molehill. Is that right? No. No, that's right. That not is right. Molehill. Yeah. Molehill is a small hill. So yeah, say don't make a mountain out of, yeah. out of a molehill. That's right. Yeah, CV, he got one. Let's go. That is it. That is it. Yeah. That is it. Uh, but it's a good one, right? Because I feel like you know, so many times, you really, if you just look back, like you just made such a big deal out of like something. Wow, for someone to be like, okay, you're right. That's like ninety percent of things. Yeah, yeah. Because that happens to me all the time, and all I'm looking for is like, all right, you're right. But then after, if I think about it, I'm like. What, what does it matter? I heard a fact. I don't know if it's true or if these numbers are correct. But <laughs> basically, the majority of arguments are based on lack of sleep or one party being hungry. Big time. Isn't hungry. that funny? Hungry? Yeah. Oh, wow. I thought you were going to say, like, yeah, tired is good. And lack then... of sleep or being hungry is like a crazy 70% or something of all arguments. Wow. That's good. Isn't that wild? Yeah. That's an even better So bring a Snickers in your pocket next time you're yelling Or a with steak. People. We eat healthy over here on this podcast. Yeah, you're not you Have you seen you, my body lately? You big hungry? box, if you will. You don't know that? I'm yeah, starving yeah. right now. I'm trying to get a Snickers. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Uh, guys, another, another epi in the books. Thank you guys so much. Whether you listen to one or 149. It's getting nice up there, line. kid. Right? You're doing pretty good. <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting up there. Uh, so as always, thank you. And until next time, stop snoozing. Get up and get after it. That's another Epi in the books. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Snooze Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Snooze.